Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find the full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Welcome along. Hello, it's the Country Music Talk podcast. I'm Baylin Leonard. I'm on Absolute Radio Country every weekday. If you aren't listening already, all you need to do is download the free Absolute Radio app. You can also find us, of course, on your DAB radio. Or if you've got a smart speaker, just ask it to play Absolute Radio Country. Uh, We play huge artists on Absolute Radio Country. We also love discovering new artists. But today, we've got a huge artist on the podcast. Uh, One of the biggest, actually. And it's one of those that uh, even people who don't dig country music, they definitely know at least one of their songs and usually end up singing along to it. They have sold over 18 million records. They've been going for almost 20 years. It's the one and only Lady A. This is the Country Music Talk Podcast from Absolute Radio Country. I'm Baylin Leonard. This is Absolute Radio Country, and today I'm joined by country music royalty. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody can dispute this. A trio that got together 17 years ago, which seems crazy for me. Must be crazy for them. We'll find out in a moment. Since then, they've had 11 number ones, released nine studio albums, and sold about 18 million records. That's not bad, is it? Lady A, welcome back. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. So you guys are old hands at the UK now, (laughs) right? Like you you must get to the UK and you're like, right, going to go to my favorite, you know, shop. I know where I want to get my sushi or whatever it is. Do you feel like it's coming home a little bit? You know what? It is, it is really incredible to be able to say that we've been here enough that we've found our places of comfort. Like whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a store, we love shopping here. Um, even the hotel we stay in, there's just a whole lot that feels so at home. And it's been four years since we've been here. Um, so it feels awesome to be back. Well, we are so happy to have you back. And not only Old Hands at the UK, but Old Hands at C2C yeah. Yeah. as well. Like that—that that is always something that delivers for the fans. But does it feel the same as artists coming back to that oh, time Oh, gosh, again? yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm just so proud to see how much it's grown. So I was here last year with my family. And uh, we were taking my little boy, um, he just turned seven, but he was six at the time. He had been, we'd been reading all these books like Paris and London, and he wanted to see it for himself. So we were like, let's just do this trip. And so it happened to be C to C. And so I actually hopped up with um, Russell Dickerson yes. that night and, and sang a song with him. But to feel that energy and for me to see how much all that has grown and all the side stage stuff going on, I just think that's so cool, you know, because from where it started and where where it's, you know, where it is now, it's just can't help but be kind of proud of that. And, you know, the thing that's interesting from kind of a fan perspective is kind of watching the wonder in the eyes of artists that come over, particularly yeah. for the first time, yes. you know, because I think sometimes when you come over for the first time as country artists, there seems to be a question of like, what, what is the country scene like in the UK? Mm-hmm. And then the moment that you're on that stage and everybody's singing along to every mm-hmm. single word, even these back catalog songs that, yeah. that you know, you're surprised that they even know, let alone that they know every word to. And, and for you guys, it must feel so good to, to recognize that your music translates mm-hmm. in such a way that it's really not about genre, really. Yeah, I think I think we felt that for a long time. We felt that the first time we came over here, um, played Shepherd's Bush, uh, and the line was around the building, and people were asking for all these deep cuts on our first few records, and the fan base is just the best here. I mean, we're, we're happy to be invited back, but it's just... 
when people ask us where we love to play, we honestly say yeah. London yeah. at the O2. Up, we put it I mean, up there, with, up there. A, with a few of the places in the States that just are, when they kind of invest in your music, they love all of it top to bottom. It's not yeah. just about radio singles. It's about, oh, no, I love that track number 11 off your second record. You know, and you just, that, that's what's fun for us and refreshing. In terms of genre, one of the great things about you guys is you seem to appeal to people that don't like country music. You know, I have people in my life, you know, my other half, he's not into country music at all, but he was like, can I come see Lady A tonight? You know, because they, they just love what you do. And and it's it seems to be less about the fact that it's country music and more about the fact that there is a an emotional connection that people can relate to. Mm-hmm. And when you are working on new songs, when you're writing on new songs, are there sometimes where that enters into your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, even when we started writing together, I mean, we we all have such eclectic taste. I mean, we mm. love all genres of music, and I think they work their way into our own music. And I think, ultimately, a song that is relatable, that's about what everyone experiences, that they can put their own stories into, no matter what station or what genre it technically would fit into, that's going to connect. And so we're really grateful to have, you know, Need You Now specifically be the one that really opened doors up for us outside of the country radio stations. And I think it's just a great song, a really relatable, authentic performance of a great song. And that's what clicks with people. I think the last time that we all sat down and and talked, you guys were overdoing the O2, but it wasn't C2C. And I was then going in to the arena afterwards and one of the the door staff or the security staff there, and you know, they're hot. It's something different for them every (laughs) single night, right? And I remember hearing them um, talking with another security person and they were like, who's on tonight? And they were like, oh, I didn't think I knew them, but during the sound check, I knew so many of their songs. And I thought, that's really great because this was a person that didn't identify. Do you guys ever get a chance, because you've been so big for so long, you've been at the top of your game for so long, are there ever moments where you still get a bit of like, I can't believe we get to Mm -hmm. do this. You know, and it's coming to the UK, I would imagine, because it's something a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, to be invited back was a huge honor. I mean, especially in the headlining slot for this festival. But I don't know. We've had such an attitude of, I didn't mean to rhyme this, gratitude. Um, Songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attitude Attitude of gratitude. gratitude. (laughs) Uh, But it really is. I mean, we've hit a point, you know, we we prioritize a lot of time at home with our families, um, but also prioritize a lot of touring and writing as well. We're always trying to find that balance, but... I don't know. We just feel grateful that that people would want to come out and see us again. I mean, honestly, like doing it 17 years, you have those moments of like, are people still interested in what we're, we want to say? And um, But so it feels like a huge honor and, and, and blessing to be back for real. Let's not forget, you could have had a totally different life. I mean, everybody could have, <laughs> yeah. but were you an accountant? I right? was an accountant, yes. <laughs> yes. I actually came to London one time with my accounting firm. <laughs> so that was a different trip. <laughs> I bet uh, it no was. No O2 yes. in that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have an accountant in the band, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our it, books are dialed. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Our books are dialed. Yeah. Can we expense this? Yeah. Yes. Do we have to pay for this water? Is that, <laughs> That's okay. free. Okay. That's Ooh. on us. Um, but I mean, obviously it could have went, you know, in everybody's life, things yeah. could go so differently. Hillary, you didn't have the best start to the entertainment thing, right? Because you, was it American Idol or I, something yes. that you auditioned for? Well, I auditioned for American Idol twice and got rejected in the first round. Um, never made it to the judges. Flew to Washington, D.C. from Nashville and then also out to San Francisco. Those were the two places that I auditioned. It was a really interesting experience. And yeah, it was a big no, two really big no's. And I just tried to to not let it discourage me too much. And then I've been working on music since I was 16. 
in Nashville. And so I was 18 at the time. And then when I auditioned for Idol and then two years later is when I met Charles and Dave. It's a good old thing, though, to remember, isn't it? Because there are so many people that get rejected, not just in music or or art or anything like that, but people are just constantly rejected all the time. And it's something that can really wear down on you. And so I always love hearing those stories of early rejection Mm -hmm. to people that went on to become very successful in what they did. And I know that we're, you know, I know we're going back a little bit here, but I think it's always important to kind of remind people that they're seeing you on stage with 20,000 people or, you know, I saw you at CMA Fest at Nashville in June, 80,000 people, whatever. But it's easy for people to forget that you're real people, Mm -hmm. you know, in some sort of way, if that makes sense. So I always think it's nice to kind of remind people, especially people that are wanting to do something or struggling or something. Well, and here's the truth. It's a constant, it's a constant battle of ups and downs. And I Mm -hmm. think for us, you know, like Dave was saying, finding that balance and, you know, is trying to realize that, you know, you don't have to be the toast of the town. I mean, because a career usually, you know, you've got peaks and valleys Mm -hmm. and it's how you can stay together and and rally. And, you know, that's the nice thing about being a group, leaning into each other when, you know, when you do have those valleys and because it is, it's like, you know, you have a, you have a number one single and then it's like, all right, well now we got to follow it up here. The pressure starts again. You don't even get to really hardly enjoy those moments. And for us now looking back, I'm like, man, we got to, we got to start soaking up those moments because they, they are precious. And, uh, and I don't know, it's just finding an appreciation of the ride, you know. I mean, all my favorite artists had crazy ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at, like, Willie Nelson, I mean, he just, three different careers almost, you yeah. know. And so I think recognizing that staying true to your art and staying true to the fans is, is kind of the key and <laughs> in, in just just kind of letting it take you where it's going to take you. I mean, yeah. we still feel like we're... You know, you know, we've been a band for 17 years, but we started pretty early and pretty young, especially Hillary. She was just 20. 20. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we still feel like we have so much music in us. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm kind of getting that little excitement that we're about to go in the, in the studio and cut some more songs of like, I wonder what our next chapter is going to be. You just never know. It's good yeah. to stay excited. It is. Yeah. yeah. And you, I, you got to. And curious. And as you were talking, the thing that came up for me is like, you kind of, I think there's this, and it's human nature to go into when something feels like it's working, whether it's a relationship or whether it's a career and things start to lock into step and, and it's succeeding. There's this feeling of, I don't want to ever lose this. I don't want to ever lose this. But there's something really beautiful about getting on the front end of that. And this is kind of what I would say to up and coming artists or a friend who's just started a new relationship. It's like anticipate that there will be hard times and mm-hmm. it's not being pessimistic. It's not trying to look for what is difficult about a situation but just that way you're not surprised Mm. and and hopefully with that going in feeling a little bit more prepared those dips your your emotional and your mental health can stay at a little bit more of a balanced place because you've built up the strength and the tools and resilience you know i think it's also recognizing whatever you're talking about there's going to be some bad stuff that comes along but it's kind of how you get through that yeah Uh, one of the things i love about you guys as a group is that there's never this question when somebody does a solo thing of like, oh, what does yeah. this mean for Lady <laughs> A? You know, are they taking a break? You know, because obviously, you know, Dave, you've written with other people and, and Hillary, you've had your solo project and Charles, you know, you've you, the, the driver and yeah. you, you had a recent solo project as well. But there's never a moment where everybody's like, oh my God, yeah. it just... 
is a different, I suppose, expression. That's our hope of what you guys do. That. I mean, we always call it the mothership. The lady A is our mothership, yeah. but every now and then, you know, there's just like like that. As far as you could, it was a journey I went through with my sobriety that I wrote with Dave, but it didn't feel right for this project. And you know, Hillary did her Grammy award-winning song um, "Thou Will," you know, which yeah. is a very personal thing. And but I, you know, I just think it's 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 fun that I think people now kind of realize that okay, this may happen every now and then, but. Um, because in the beginning we did hear some things that were like, oh my gosh, they're breaking Does up. It and it was like, breaking? no, we're not breaking up. <laughs> it's fine, everybody. Yeah. We're fine. So we're we're fine. good. We're good. I'm fine. You're <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's all going to be okay. Uh, you mentioned your song, As Far As You Could. Thank you for putting that out because I think, you know, that is another side of, of music where people can connect with things that are difficult yeah. and are, you know, music... Um, sometimes is very specific mm-hmm. and and still people can find their way into that and interpret it in their own way and then sometimes it's very clear what those things are about and you're very open about what that was like and so as much as that must have been a kind of a cathartic healing mm-hmm. process for you and I suppose even you Dave writing that with him kind of as his friend and, and bandmate was that really specifically about you or did you also know that that was going to help other people do you know what i mean because sometimes i think you write things for yourself and people relate to them and that's great and sometimes you write something and you're like i know this is going to be something that people relate to. i mean i think it's always the hope that it relates um it wasn't until i you know kind of just posted the song on um on socials where you could start getting the feedback and i think that was when we were like okay let's let's just put this out as a piece of art i think you know, we just didn't want it to get too cluttered down with like, okay, we're going to do this with Chase. And I didn't want it to sound, uh, feel too gratuitous, if right. that makes it, because it was like the heart of it was, you know, I just had this title that I wanted to get off my chest and write it. And I think you can't go through that experience and not, it not affect your music, um, you know, to a point. But I think just to see the response, it was, I, I was kind of actually blown away at how many people I think that alcoholism has affected and, and not the people going through it, but the others that have have had to witness it and the impact that it's made and so you know it's been it's been a huge um calling for me now to feel like i can kind of help some people and my wife has my wife has been amazing because i really do believe that you have to have a lot of empathy and some strong you know support and love around you when you're going through Mm -hmm. this and my wife and my band has been amazing through this so but i think also to take away that song or anything it's kind of led me into just wanting us as a band to you know just everything needs to feel right and authentic and nothing that feels like we're chasing something. And so I think, you know, for, if anything, it, it, you know, as we're going in this season about to cut some new music, it makes me just want to be as honest in our music as well. And uh, which I think we've always done, but I think we could even do it even more. You mm-hmm. know, I think there's just, that's when people relate is when you yeah. kind of like, mm-hmm. and that was one reason I wanted to put it out there too. I was like, man, my whole journey is about let's be more honest and more open and just put it out there. And it's not and, easy to do, is it? It's yeah. not in in music or in life. I yeah. think in general, it's not easy to always be yeah. honest yeah. with yourself or with yeah. others. But I'm still going to sing. We're still going to sing bartender. I'm still going to sing. It's a quarter <laughs> yeah. after one, yeah. and I'm a little drunk because that was a part of my life. Yeah. You know? um, but I do think it's nice to have a different voice because, like every song, you know, there's a lot of songs about drinking, especially on country radio. And I think it's it's you know there needs to be a little voice for for the other side too. Oh, absolutely. You know, there was a a, a, a survey or something done recently yeah. about the most uh, alcohol and drug references in genres of music. Oh, interesting. And country 
far and away wow. was number one. And it was this big news story because people who outside of country music were so shocked by that because they assumed that it would be pop or rock or, yeah. or rap or something like that. But country music <laughs> blew it away entirely because it seems to be so enmeshed in what yeah. we do. But, but the thing is, Again, that's like you were saying, of course you're still going to sing all those songs yeah. because that was a part of your life. And we can all, that's the great thing about art, relate to things that you don't yeah. necessarily live or well, continue to live. because I'm not living in it now doesn't mean I didn't live in it. And, and, <laughs> and there's also no judgment in it. I mean, listen, I just wasn't, I couldn't, you know, it's not It's not right for me. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, again, though, all that just to say, I think for us, man, we just... We're being more open and honest as a band, and I think it's just gonna—it's going to make its way in this music. And um, you know, in our next chapter, I think you know could be more exciting than the last. You never know, but I—I I, I feel like I know we'll be more appreciative of it. Mm. I mean, I can't wait to know what that first single is going to be. I can't wait to see what it's going to do. You know, I mean, I, I let myself dream. And I'm like, gosh, what would it be like to be back at the Grammys again mm. with a song that could be really, really special and impactful? You know, but again, part of that journey too is like, is not putting the expectation on like what the song does. Yeah, knowing it's knowing that you put out something that you feel was authentic and, and was great. You know, and I think that's where you try to focus your energy, not on the outcome. Yeah, as Hillary's over here polishing her solo Grammy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, so earlier in the week, um, you guys got to do something, and I was lucky enough to host it. That I'm assuming you don't get to do a lot because you know you're playing to these massive, massive crowds. And I think I mentioned earlier, you know, obviously C2C is 20,000 a night. And and I saw you at CMA Fest in Nashville, and that's a huge football stadium. And then, you know, here in London, you got to do a lovely little showcase yes. in a bar, you know, with a couple of hundred people. And I'm assuming that's something that you don't get to do a lot. Does it make you nervous doing that now? Because you're like looking right in their eye, you know, they're right there. I love it. I mean, that, that type of format of a show is... I think one of our favorites. I mean, it's actually a little bit of of what we're going to be doing when we tour in the states yeah. Um, yeah. in April. Oh, our right. tour starts, and and we're doing smaller. We're doing theaters. It's going to be. So Is this the request line tour? Yes, yeah. right. the request yep. line tour. And so that environment. I mean, with Dave on guitar or hopping on keyboard or piano, we tell stories. We get to have the camaraderie with the other artists. I mean, it's just. It's some of my, I'll speak for myself, yeah. some of my favorite moments are yeah. in those shows we'll because they're so spontaneous the and they're yeah. so, there's so much unexpected, you know, yeah. moments and, um, and every night feels different. It's just Everything. casual. It's just casual. It's intimate. I mean, yeah. you know, you have a chance to, I mean, you take requests from the crowd. I mean, to keep it that intimate. Shout them out. Yeah, they shout, them shout them out? Yeah. I mean, and we're going to do that when we get back, um, to the U S as well, but I love it. The small rooms are so fun. I mean, it kind of just lets us. Like Hillary said, be spontaneous. And audiences love that as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. actually being able to shout out something. <laughs> yeah. And and have like the first time I saw Loretta Lynn was in New York City. Wow. And her whole show, she just walked around the stage with a corded microphone, like a whip, and she would just go, What do you want to hear? Oh my god. What oh, do you and people funny. would just shout out stuff and wow. her and the band would just strike that's it right up. See? It was that's amazing. Cool. That's epic. She's She's the best. <laughs> <laughs> she is. All right. So before I let you guys go, uh, you mentioned your request line tour there. I know, I know, I know, you know, it's C2C weekend. We're not even, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but request line tour UK? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, but, but I was even going to say, I mean, we're going to have a couple of those moments, maybe not request moments, but, but more strip moments in the show um, at the O2 as okay. well. So, you know, we, we love that, but we've, we, I mean, definitely that's the hope is to be able to, you know, this thing to be a success in the U.S. and be able to take it take it around the world and, uh, 
you know, but there's always a moment in the show that we try to do take that same thing. But I do think the biggest thing for us is like to have that intimate moment with the crowd and to be able to like play songs that the fans really want to hear because, you know, that's that's the beauty of coming over here too is like most of the fans' favorite songs weren't radio singles. Right, yeah. And we feel like we can kind of stretch our stretch our legs a little bit and try some different things when we're over here. So it'll be fun. So we'll see what kind of songs that you know the fans kind of i've already like even some of the interviews i mean they brought up golden mm. um what was it it ain't pretty was another one that they brought up that might be kind of fun so remember how to play all these now i know so i was gonna say though we want to hear from you guys y'all text us before the show and let us know if there's a song or text us dm text yeah. charles right here fact text me. Fact me. yeah fact me. yeah if you go ahead and give your number out they'll text yeah. you yeah uh great to see you guys again Thank keep coming you. back won't you we Absolutely. will excellent we'll see you soon thanks. thank you thanks lady a the country music talk podcast from absolute radio country an in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music oh they're nice people they're nice people and they looked great as well that was lady a and I hope you enjoyed that. While you're here, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Country Music Talk podcast. That way you will get the latest episodes when they come out and we have got loads on the way for you. Have a great one and we'll see you next time. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK. Or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 